The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Let's face it, we have got rising inflation and the cost of living is higher as well, which leaves a lot more people in the red by mid-month already. So in this episode, we will be discussing finances and the importance of planning and goal setting in 2022. And it basically comes down to the basics once again. So Justin, let's discuss the biggest reason why people fail so much in their personal lives. And that is basically a lack of planning and goal setting, right? The number one reason for people failing at anything in life is the failure to have a plan. Uh, I'm pretty big on planning. I've been doing planning and goal setting for 20 years in my life. And I can tell you before I did that, I certainly didn't have the firm control on things the way I do now. Now, of course, not everything's going to go according to plan, according to script. But, you know, a ship at sea without a captain, well, we know what lands up. It's going to land up on the rocks either way. So, you know, it's important to have a plan. You know I'm big on this. And I think this is one of those things that is missing from everybody's financial planning and uh, from their financial picture long term. Yeah, so I think it's easy to say you've got to have a plan, but let's discuss the actual planning of it, you know, the actual implementation. So what exactly is planning? What exactly is goal setting? Because they are basically two different things, right? So I think, first of all, from a planning perspective, you've got to have a sort of broad picture of where you want to go. It's sort of like having a destination, right? You need to know where it is that you want to go. That's the broader plan. And you've got to have a couple of steps on how to get there. You know, you've got to fill the, you've got to fill the car with fuel. You know, you've got to get it on the road. You're going to make sure you've got your snacks, like all the basic things. And planning really is about that. It's setting yourself up for success to really attach yourself to those larger goals that you want to get to. And for me, planning is about sitting down. It's about thinking about where I am today and about thinking about where I want to be tomorrow. That really is the basis of my planning. And uh, of course, you've got to think about all the aspects. You've got to think about retirement. You have to think about what could happen in the event of a pandemic and you might not be earning. You've got to think about taking the kids to school. There's a lot of aspects that is unique to everybody's life. But I think the problem is so many people are just winging it, Davi. They just uh, earn a salary and, you know, they spend money. And, you know, that's, that's why people are in the brown stuff because they really are not sitting down and actively engaging the thought process on where they are and where they need to be. Yes, I think a simple example is, let's assume you are in a job at the moment where you are not earning enough. Well, you basically have two options, right? It's either getting a new job or finding something else, you know, and that can be part of your planning process, deciding, okay, this year I need to find something else because what I've got at the moment, well, is obviously not working for me. And if I stay within the current situation, well, I'm just going to be at in exactly the same spot at the end of the year. So I think that's a simple understanding of, of planning and how you need to plan, you know. Another sort of planning is what's going to happen to my wife and children if something needs to happen with me, right? If you don't have anything, anything in place, then, well, it's probably going to be a catastrophe for them. So I think that also forms part of planning, which now leads me to goal setting. So goal setting is something that has been floating around for ages. Everyone knows what goal setting is, but you've got a little bit of a different approach when it comes to goal setting. So most people, what they would do in terms of goal setting is on the 1st of January, they'd most probably have a few drinks in them and then they would start having discussions about their goals. Most of the time, it just never happens. You know, if, if, if you speak to them in a few months, nothing has really changed. But I know you've got a, a different template that you actually use. And this is something we actually give away on our website, globalmoneyacademy.com. So first of all, we've got a boot camp where you can go through where you can 
learn exactly how to, to budget the proper way based on the envelope system, which is something we've covered on this channel a few times as well. And then we have got the templates for goal setting, which is what you will go into right now because you basically set it up. Well, I think the, the, the problem between planning and goals is that you know, planning is about knowing where you want to go and planning is about understanding the steps that you need to take to get there. And I think the goal is ultimately making sure you tick those steps off. So for me, a goal list is actually a to-do list. For a lot of people, goal list is actually this sort of very detached pie in the sky thing that you set at the beginning of the year, almost like a New Year's resolution. And it's almost like something you hope to achieve. For me, it's a to-do list. When I put things on my goal list, it is a to-do list. And this is something I've been doing for 20 years religiously. Every New Year's Eve, I sit down, I review the success of reaching my goals over the last year. And I actually give myself a score. Uh, and that's a template that I've created that you're talking about that people can go and download for and, free. And, off and you have got checklists. You have got checklists next to them. <laughs> Every single one has a checklist. If you check it, it's done. If it's not checked, it's not done. And that's the way I score myself every New Year's Eve. And I look back on the last year and I go, what have I accomplished? What have I, what have I ticked off the goal list? What is off the to-do list? And then every New Year's Day, I sit down and I relook that list. Anything I haven't achieved, I decide whether it's still important. Does it go on the next year's list? Or am I creating new items? And I have what I call the 5-5 five -five method. I said five really good big goals to do items for the year in five specific categories. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to follow these categories. These are the categories that personally work for me. For example, I've got uh, family, I've got health and fitness, uh, I've got personal finances, I've got career. So I've got a couple of different aspects that I focus on. And sometimes those categories do change depending on what happened the year before. Now, for example, some years you'll find you focus a lot on your career and this year ahead you need to put a bit more work into your family. So my categories do sometimes change, but I generally advise people to take five big categories in their lives for the year, whatever those five categories are. But I do suggest health, family, personal finances and career are at least the four that should definitely that, be in there. Those should be in there because that also forms part of your overall happiness, right? Exactly. And then ultimately what I do is I set five big goals in each of them. And you know, the, the thing that I've realized after 20 years of doing this, and I've kept every single year's record, so I can go back 20 years now and see what I was good at, what I wasn't good at. If my goals were important, not really that important. If they were realistic or not, not realistic. What I've taken out of this is if, all, if you achieve all of your goals at the end of the year, then your goals were probably too small. They were probably too easy. And if you don't achieve any of them, they were either unrealistic or you just didn't put in enough effort. So I like to get to a point where at the end of the year, I've achieved somewhere around 60 to 70%. If I'm getting 100%, I'm unhappy. If I'm getting anything below 50%, I'm equally as unhappy. So I think it's really important to treat your goals as a to-do list rather than simply looking at this at this very detached thing that people do when they set goals. I mean, I absolutely hate the concept of a New Year's resolution because we all know people set New Year's resolutions by February, that thing is forgotten. No, exactly. So tell me, how often do you look at that template thing? Okay, so admittedly, I'm a little bit obsessive. Um, I tend to look at it weekly. So at least 52 times a year, I look at it, I make it part of my budgeting process. So 
Once a week when I sit down and I, and I do my budget in the home, I make sure that my goal list is attached to it. And I review it every single week to make sure that it stays front of mind. And it's a really good point that you bring up because I think it's easy to write down a goal and then forget about it. It's important to keep it front of mind. So I am very, very, very obsessive. And the bigger the goals, the more often I'll look at them. Yes, a good thing, I think, for as well for people, if they really want to force themselves to become in that habit, you know, I mean, you've got an extreme personality, so you are pretty well disciplined when it comes to things like that. But let's face it, most of the people are not. So another tip is you can print it out and then put it in your cupboard because, well, you open your cupboard every single morning when you get dressed, right? So this will force you to see that goal list in front of you every single day. Well, last year we drew up a, an A4 piece of paper for a lot of people that we were mentoring. And on that piece of paper, we wrote down eight steps to financial freedom. And we asked everybody to put it in the place that they'd see it most often. Some people put it in the bathroom, some people put it in front of the mirror, some people put it in their closets. But the point is exactly what you're saying. Put the stuff somewhere where you're gonna see it all the time. Make it a habit. Because a to-do list for me is possibly the most addictive thing on the planet. I know that I don't, I don't get any satisfaction until I'm checking things off the list. And most people are actually like that. We don't like to leave things unattended or unaccomplished. And so that's why I say goal list should actually be a to-do list rather than a goal list. So it's amazing how basic these things really are. You know, all of us know about this, all of us hear this, but no one really implements it. So that is pretty strange. So I guess the question comes now is, how do you take action? How do you force yourself to stick within your plans and then stick within your budgets? Because this is really the key ingredient to making this whole process work. Because if you don't force yourself or if you don't have the discipline to, to, to stick through, then obviously it's not going to work, right? So what, are, what is your last tip for people to basically take action and to force themselves to look at their plans and, and review their goals on a maybe weekly, monthly basis, but basically to get to the end destination where they want to be? Set goals that are important. Set goals that are aligned with your lifestyle and your value system. Set goals that are fundamentally going to bring you happiness at the end of the day. If buying a fancy new car at the end of the year is gonna make you happy, make that a goal. If not owing anybody money is gonna make you feel happy and give you peace of mind, make that a goal. I think the most important thing is deciding what you're gonna let into your life. And so the goals that you put down on that piece of paper is the stuff that you're gonna let into your life. And you know, if you're putting things on that list that you're actually pretty detached from, then uh, if you can't answer your why, you're probably gonna have a pretty hard time achieving those goals. So there's, everybody wants to lose weight, but until you understand why you wanna lose weight, until you understand the motivation behind it, it probably shouldn't be on your list in the first place. Just to simply lose weight to look better for everybody else is probably not gonna keep you motivated enough to get you going and doing the things you need to do. So understand your why and you know put things down there that are ultimately gonna move the needle for you emotionally. If you can figure out what your real motivation is behind things, whether it's security from a financial perspective, whether it's being able to provide for your family, whether it's being able to give your kids a good education, or maybe it's just to look better. Understand your why. When you understand your why, I guarantee you, your goals will become part of your daily life. Yes, because that will allow you to get up in the mornings as well. So a lot of people ask us, why do we get up at 4 a.m.? Well, it's simple because I get up at 4 a.m. because I've got a certain goal I need to work for, you know, and that allows me to have the time of day where, it's the, where I've got the, the peace and quiet 
to actually focus on those kinds of things. So it obviously differs from person to person, but what it comes down to is forming new habits. Even if it means putting it in a calendar to, to force yourself to look at it on a daily, on a weekly basis, but get in the habit of forcing yourself to look at your plans and setting up your goals. So it's a very basic thing to do, yet no one really does it. However, if you want to make a change in your life, go ahead, set up your plans for the year ahead, and then set up your goals. Like Justin said, five things in five different categories works really well for him. Obviously, you can do your own. But then final key ingredient is to force yourself to look at these things and to make sure you get to your end destination. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, Please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app and be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.